Meanwhile, Steve Sisolak, the governor of Nevada, took decisive action. He ordered all hotels and casinos in Vegas and other gaming cities in the state to close down for a month. So if you feel the need to gamble on something, lick a doorknob. Do not go to Las Vegas. <laughs> we didn't really talk about that one Instagram bimbo who is trying to go viral by licking an airliner sink. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, it was. Are we sure it said, was a sink? Take. I'm pretty sure. What did you think it was? I thought it was a toilet seat. No. Yeah. No. I think that was the thing. We, no. It's possible we're talking about different Instagram bimbos. But I, <laughs> I would, there are a with, lot of them. With similar bimbo ideas. Uh, I, 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 it's hard to pick which one I'd, I'd go with. We'll have, to ask, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to ask our doctor, the next guest, on whether or not that's a good idea to lick oh, an airline boy. toilet seat. You know, during yeah. these troubled times, there are there are times to own when the my libs or something. I don't know whether she was to, trying to, to own the libs. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I don't think that was part of it. I think it was a young woman who has only two or three talents, um, looking to exploit them. Uh, but more on that, and more on the uh, socialist wolf in sheep's clothing uh, right now in Washington D.C. and a lot of good stuff. But. Uh, right now, we'd like to welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show the excellent Dr. Dean Blumberg, Chief of Pediatric Diseases at the University of California Davis Children's Hospital. Uh, his main areas of interest are preventing and treating infections and knows a heck of a lot about this stuff. Dr. Uh, Dean Blumberg, how are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? Uh, terrific. Thanks. Glad to have you back. Yeah, and we talked to you a week ago, but man, things change fast. Um, I are, know. What a difference a week makes. Huh? Uh, it, it's absolutely amazing. The town I live in, the the... the I was talking last week about how the park was packed full of kids and parents and everything, and now it's it's a ghost town. Um, do you think things are going the right direction or wrong direction currently? Well, I think these are extraordinary times. I can't remember ever um, living in a time like this. And no. So it really requires extraordinary measures. Do you have the feeling, and if, if you don't know, please uh, elaborate, but do you have the feeling that we as a society uh, have gotten ahead of this and have prevented an Italian-style catastrophe? Well, I'd put it this way. I'd say that we're catching up. I think we, were, we got a late start on this, and um, a catastrophe was going to happen if, um, if we didn't really react in these dramatic, uh, the dramatic fashion that we're reacting now. Um, the estimates were that we could have had um, up to 2 million deaths in the U.S. if we didn't act fast. And, and you take those estimates seriously. You don't think that's sensationalism? No, I don't at all. I don't at all. I mean, you have, to, you have to realize that everybody in the U.S. is susceptible to this novel infection. Nobody at all is immune to it. And so really everybody can get infected. Yeah, we were talking earlier. The, the report that got to the president that changed everything for the federal government's response was a report out of uh, London, I think. That, yeah, up to 2 million people could die if we didn't do anything, and then thought, holy crap. I mean, that would be significantly worse than the Great Spanish Flu, um, uh, what it did in the United States. But So it's all about getting ahead of it, and again, uh, you know, we're all guessing on... We've been saying for a while, I hope we're right, that in about a week or so, we'll know whether we got ahead of it or not. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know. Like maybe a, a week or maybe two weeks, we'll we'll have a much better idea. Um, we we were where Italy was. We think we're about two weeks behind where it, where Italy is right now, and they're overwhelmed. And so we're hoping that the dramatic public health actions, the closing of many many businesses and schools, and decreasing social interactions, we're hoping that this has a significant effect. Dr. Dean Blumberg is chief of pediatric diseases at the UC Davis Children's Hospital. What are you hearing about? widespread availability of testing. What's the timetable look like? Oh, we're still far behind with testing, too. I think one of the problems is that uh, uh, a lot of um, public officials made statements that anybody who wants to get a test can get a test in the U.S., and what this has um, resulted in is overwhelming the commercial laboratories so that they, they're, they're really unable to prioritize which samples are the most important ones to test. So we're catching up. We're having more widespread availability, but we're really we're certainly not there yet. We're having a week or two lag time between getting the tests back. But when or do you have any idea when are we going to see drive-through tents where tens of thousands of people are tested every day? You know that's going to depend on local availability. There are there are some machines and some laboratory capabilities that can have rapid turnaround times, but these are in certain locations and not in others. And so it'll be um, probably a few weeks before most places are going to get up to speed with that. I feel like it, 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 as long as I don't have a heart attack or something where I'm going to you know die right away, I really want to stay away from a hospital. Does that seem like a good idea? Well, I can understand the concern, but um, I I think where I work, the hospital is a very safe place to be. We're screening everybody who comes in and out. Um, Anybody you aren't out in that waiting room. You're back behind that door. It's gross. <laughs> it's ugly out there. Uh, yeah, I may not be right on the front lines, but where I, where I am, you know, where I'm where I'm on like on the floors, on the wards and stuff, you know, everybody has been screened. Everybody's in appropriate isolation. All the doctors and nurses know how to protect themselves. So I, I actually feel safer and um, uh, less prone to get an infection in the hospital than I do when it, uh, when I go to the grocery store. Well, that's it. I'm headed over. So uh, if uh, Doctor Dean, you and I had a, a weekly poll game uh number one assume i never bluff um but and and when would you feel comfortable going ahead and putting that on your iphone that we'll get together and play poker again I'd wait. I don't know when that's going to be. Whether it's going to be like a, a, a couple, a couple weeks, a couple months, six months. I don't. I don't know. But everything should be on hold for now. Here's a good practical question: because the most crowded places I've been in the last week or so have been grocery stores. Mm-hmm. You go in there and it's just packed full. Do you wear a mask when you go in the grocery store? I don't. You know, the mask primarily um, uh, protects um, a sick person from dispersing the germs. And so when they cough into the mask, the mask stops them. So so I don't wear a mask when I'm out and about. There you go. Do you know how to tell when avocados are ripe? <laughs> I, I, I leave that to the, to the expert, my wife. Yeah, yeah. Here, here. Dr. Dean Blumberg of the UC Davis Children's Hospital. Doctor, uh, we sure appreciate the insights. I hope we can stay in touch. Uh, and thanks very much for the time. Great, thank you. Yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah, it's an anything, or it's an Audi thing, not an anything. But why? The masks. But if it will stop the little droplets from going through the mask out of my mouth, yes. And I know from when I had to wear a mask when I was uh, uh, when I was my immune system was compromised, they that had me wear a mask. Anything. Yeah, yeah. But why? But why? Why was that the case then and not now? Ah, uh, bird. The partly because they don't want a shortage of masks. Oh, that's got to be because the it medical is. pros need. Oh my because gosh, there's no downside to wearing a mask. So I just I, I I I'm surprised by that. 
because um, you keep reading about the droplets being able to hang in the air for however many minutes. Why wouldn't I want a mask right. to stop that from happening? But there's a shortage. Sean's got his gas mask. Uh, <laughs> we have an Obama mask here in the studio. Of course, we haven't decided if that's wearing blackface or not. We're all, we all wear many masks, if you believe Shakespeare. <laughs> I'm not sure this would stop any droplets, though. I don't know either. I got the beard, too. I'm, I'm told that I need to shave the beard to get the good seal right. on the mask. Have let, you, let me cough on you for a while. We'll see what happens. Have Is you it Thursday already? <laughs> <laughs> have you worn that out and about at all? Oh, that Is would that be so tough? funny. Yeah. No, should I, should I roam the halls with it in the next break? Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, ride the elevator. So you still live in a county where you could go somewhere with that. I, I don't live anywhere where you can go anywhere. I'm, we're not allowed to go anywhere where I live, so. I, I'm just I, out for I my evening job. I couldn't even wear that mask out for fun. I guess a grocery store, some of them are still open. But yeah. I think pet Full stores... hazmat, man. If you're going to go, if you're going to do a bit, take it over the top. I was told pet stores are essential. They're considered essential. Well, yeah, you don't want starving pets. No. Well, yeah. I suppose you do. Because, you know, if your pets are starving enough, well, don't fall asleep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, these are tough times. Wake up. I got dark. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Got to be a realist. I got dark fast. Hey, listen, speaking of realism, there are a number of uh, remedies, stimuli, etc. being pitched around at the Capitol right now in D.C. And all of the giant government socialists are seeing an opportunity to sell their schemes. And, and uh, folks, let's keep a close eye on this. Because there are things about to happen in the name of helping the American people that we would never, ever vote for. And they will become permanent. So, a little chat about that in a moment. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We were where Italy was, we think we're about two weeks behind where it, where Italy is right now, and they're overwhelmed. And so we're hoping that the dramatic public health actions, the closing of many, many businesses and schools and decreasing social interactions, we're hoping that this has a significant effect. We all hope that, serious-voiced man. We'll know in a week or two if we got ahead of it or not. Who was that? The doctor we just talked to. Oh, that was it, really? Like three minutes ago. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Sounds like a different guy. Um, I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. I hear you. No. And why do you want to drink now? What is the, what is the reason? Trying to get drunk before everything closes. Uh, I see, I see. <laughs> Trying to get drunk before everything oh, closes. So. That voice raises my blood pressure so yeah, much. Yeah, play that again. That is so great. Trying to get drunk before everything closes. Oh, jeez. Oh, I've bought that girl drinks many times. <laughs> Just teetering on the edge of, do I keep working this? But or you do I... have to have a few drinks in you to be able to put up with that tone. 100%. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's it's worth seeing the video of these young dopes at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, we have it for you. I saw one tweet comment about the video said, all these people look sick. <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. That's, okay, that's there you good. go. Way to go, son. Way to hang in there. <laughs> I've got a good story from the Wall Street Journal about how we ended up in this mess with testing and the CDC and all that sort of stuff. It's uh, as, as a lot of things. And God, it does nobody any good when you try to blame 
one president for something that has been a, a systemic problem for years. Right. That's how we don't fix things. Right. Ah, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, make it about the next election. That plays into politicians' hands. And and before we get to politicians, just real quickly, even CNN, CNN is now reporting the WHO and the CDC never discussed providing test kits to the United States. Those WHO kits were for the third worlders who couldn't possibly develop their own. That was just, it's fake news, and it's been repeated 50,000 times debunked, but they're still going with it on MSNBC and NBC. It's just shameless. So I'm trying to get the specifics of the Chuck Schumer speech today. They're trying to figure out how to save the economy from true, just, uh, you know, a a terrible, terrible body blow. It's going to be bad enough. The stock market will bounce back almost entirely. Um, I'm not even worried about that. And I'm a guy who's been saving since I was a kid. And so, yeah, I've, uh, I know what's happened to my, my life savings, but that'll bounce back. It's the unbounce backable loss of wages to waitresses and, and, and workers and just everybody in all sorts of businesses that everybody's super worried about right now. And so Congress is getting together and trying to figure out what to do about it. And needless to say, they're talking about throwing around mind boggling amounts of money, trillions and trillions of dollars. A thousand bucks to every citizen and five hundred dollars to every child, um, depending on how much money you make, and then giant bailouts for the airlines, for the travel industry, for just just all sorts of money flowing around. And that you know that's bad enough because during the good times we were spending more than we took in, which is just unforgivable. Both parties, both parties. Having said that, though, you have Chuck Schumer and others now pitching all college loans forgiven. Well, how can we ask people to pay? So they're trying to ram that through. Oh, wow. No mortgage payments for months, or the taxpayers will pay for them, which is, that's who was paying for them already. How does that work? Well, it's borrowing or printing money or or, or what have you. There are going to be a slew of far-left proposals. They will be portrayed as temporary. And and some of us might think, all right, you know what? We don't want economic disaster. We can put up with this temporary. But as uh, as the brilliant book, The High T- Cost of Good Intentions, pointed out, this stuff almost always starts as an emergency, temporary, into a limited group of people. But once you say, you know, uh, single mothers uh, uh, with with two kids or more get something, well, the single mothers with one kid are going to say, what, my kid can starve? And the American people say, you know, that's a pretty good point. We probably ought to extend that to that. And then the married mothers say, that's a penalty against married people. What are you doing to society? So married people start getting that benefit. And then, you know, people with, uh, you know, no kids say, well, wait a minute. And and then uh, the temporary program, it's about to end. And Chuck Schumer gets up and he says, how can we slap the baby bottle out of the mouth of an infant who is starving and food insecure? And so the small temporary program becomes a giant eternal program. And they're trying as hard as they can to get that going under the dome as we speak. God, if they pay off all the college loans out of the coronavirus, wow. That would be one of the all-timers. I'd have to applaud, even though I hate it. Like yeah, the, Nice job. Nice job of getting what you wanted. Well, yeah, in terms of a scam, it's fantastic. Uh, it, it, like that uh, kid I mentioned earlier. 
He, he lives in a special environmental dorm, whatever that is. And an environmental dorm. How much would I hate you people? And he's he's training to be a social justice worker. So I'm going to pay for his bull s education, his nothing but grievance study social science nonsense waste of time. I'm going to pay for that. And you know what? This is worth throwing in, worth throwing in as long as we're talking about colleges. It occurs to me that, that colleges are incredibly well-financed and connected lobbyists. They love the idea of forgiving the loans because that will take the pressure off of reforming college. Because right now, college is, an, is a bizarrely bloated, inexplicably expensive thing. Yeah, I mean, where, where, there's no defense for the current college university system. No, where less teaching is going on than ever has it. Right. Fewer classes being taken, less knowledge being gained. They've done studies on all this sort of stuff. Right, and it's all available on the web. Uh, back to the clips we're playing. To be fair, the Chinese flu is probably the least severe disease that party guy is likely to contract this week. Oh, um, also oh, we got to use protection, son. So some of these college students out on the beach, they 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 mock us because we don't believe in climate science, but they don't believe in coronavirus science. They apparently. don't believe in epidemiology. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. They, they believe the Al Gore hockey stick science, but not the CDC epidemiology science. Uh, I didn't say that. I just want to get drunk before everything closes. That's what I'm trying to get drunk before everything closes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> just say it out loud. This is probably selfish and unwise, but I'm young, and this is a party, and you're only young once. Just say that out loud. That's what you're doing. What I get would it. little Greta Thunberg say? <laughs> Whatever it is, she'd say it angrily. And you don't. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start doing things. <laughs> I'm going to work on that hammock I've been promising to make in the backyard. <laughs> I might take up watercolors. Um, mm, I was going to pet the raccoon I saw in the tree three weeks ago. Got to get the ladder for that. Zumba classes. Taking a Roomba class, which is weird. Got to lay out the birthday candles for my cake this summer. <laughs> that decoupage I started in August is gathering dust. I have to alphabetize my colognes. I've been promising myself I'll do that. That sculpture <laughs> I've been doing is half finished. The sculpture of Sandler. So that's David Spade <laughs> listing things he's planning to do during the uh, being stuck sculpture in his home. Sculpture of Adam Sandler. <laughs> worthy pursuit. Lay out my birthday candles for my party this summer. <laughs> um, of course, that's a uh, unmarried, uh, childless guy there. It's a much different situation if you have kids that are not in school and you're locked in your home and there's no place you can go, <laughs> which is the way it is for millions of people. It's something. Yeah. This Absolutely. is all wrong. I should be back in school. Yes, well, go there, sweetheart. We talked a little what bit. What are they doing in Sweden? I don't know. We talked a little bit yesterday about... Uh, the decadent United States. There's a book out about it by a New York Times writer. And his definition of decadence is um, basically when a, when a society starts striving to do better and, uh, and um, reaching you know, for more and different and better and just starts kind of like coasting. 
and that's a decadent society, and mm-hmm. that, and that's clearly what we are in a whole bunch of different ways. And it's it's not like a fault; it just comes with the territory for people in their personal lives, for businesses, for sports teams, for bands. It's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. You when you're when you're when you're hungry and and and, and you haven't achieved anything yet, you're creative and risk taking and all these different things and energetic. And then you get success, and you're kind of like, how do I hold on to this? I just don't want to lose this. That's all I want to do. Well, anybody who's ever owned a fruit, Jack, is familiar with the concept of something getting ripe, and then what happens after. Yeah. And it happens to society. You know, this uh, discussion reminded me that the, the, the root word of decadence is decay. Sure. Yeah, I'd I, lost that. I hadn't thought of that either. And uh, that's a better use of the term decadence to me. And anyway, I think this fits in with this. How did I come across this Wall Street Journal story? Jeb Bush told me. Jeb! Jeb! Low energy Jeb? Jeb exclamation point. Right. He tweeted this out. Did he win? I didn't follow that all the way to the end. He tweeted this out. This is a great reporting uh, from the Wall Street Journal about the systemic failures that will cost Americans dearly. A perfect storm of three separate failures. How Washington failed to build a robust coronavirus response. And it's a very long uh, article, and I'm going to try to summarize it the best I can. But Was it the Democrats or the Republicans? See, that's uh, all I need to know. And that speaks to decadence. That's, that's part of our decadence is just we don't have institutions like the Senate and the House that are mostly concerned with being an institution that accomplishes things as they are of just going on cable news and yelling at the other side and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And right. That's part of the decay. But this talks about how the CDC from the beginning, they were being called by states from around the country. You know, we got this situation. What are you going to do? And uh, them misleading people about how many testing kits we had, because I guess that's just what you do. Well, you the just, iron law of bureaucracy, Jack. Come on now. It applies to the CDC. The bureaucracy starts with a certain purpose, and bit by bit, it becomes more into protecting the bureaucracy. Here's a, here's a for instance of how far behind we are. South Korea tested 20,000 people yesterday. That's more than half of how many people we've tested in the third biggest country in the world since this started. Wow, and they did 20,000 yesterday. They did more than half yesterday than we've done since this started. Because of all kinds of stuff that's laid out in this article from the CDC not wanting to make it look like they're caught with their pants down, and then local governments doing the same thing, and then politicians not reacting, and then shutting out the private sector that could have reacted much more quickly because they don't, we don't want them to get into our turf in a variety of ways. Well, and we're not going to suspend the 24-month review right. period. Right, right, right. A whole bunch of different things. You just look at it and you read it, and it's just, it, it's not surprising at all. If you know the way... Things work either in, in, in government or giant corporations, just slow, ineffective, as inside-the-box thinking as you can get. Mm-hmm. All of that coming together is why we haven't been able to test yet uh, even close to, to what they're doing in other, other much smaller, much poorer countries. Right, right. And, uh, you know, hopefully... Well, you got to fight that as hard as you can, though, that, that tendency... Because it's true of, of, of bands you mentioned, radio shows. I know business people who talk about how exciting it was and how they just, they, they ran, they climbed walls, they ran through fires. <clears throat> it was just a super can-do period when they were building their business. And now it's just a pain in the neck. You know, you just, oh, you got to fight that. 
you got to hold on to the things that made you great as long as you can. It's it's so frustrating. I don't, I don't know how you break out of this. And the fact that the, the media, and, and the, you know, we get the media we deserve, the, the public is so into making it about Trump or Obama or whoever's president. Right. And... Uh, well, and, and you, I, I, the, these these grunts of exasperation are because I don't think we have the ability to fix this. Unless two million people did die, I don't think we'd tear down this uh, this, this bloat that we've got to where we could be effective in any way. By the way, grunts of exasperation is my new five act, six and a half hour long stage play <laughs> wow. that uh, unfortunately is... opening night was canceled <laughs> because of the coronavirus. Is it a one man show? It's, oh, no. It's a cast of hundreds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And making six, payroll is going to be trying. Six time. hours would be a long time for a one oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what was I going to say? Ah, it doesn't matter. I was but just going to hammer the same point. Isn't who that, needs that? Isn't that number just flipping astounding, though? Oh, the Korea number? Yeah. 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 And it's about bureaucracy. Yep. It's not. If, if the politicians can convince you it's about the other side, their work is done. Don't you understand that if they can demonize the other side, as opposed to making rational, cogent arguments about policy, they don't have to make rational, cogent arguments about policy because if you can demonize the other side, well, obviously you don't want demons in power. And so the only thing they have to do is convince you of that. And then they can just get drunk or spend the graft they take in. They don't have to work for your votes. Once you're you know solid, you're solid. I don't know. We have multiple problems, and this thing is exposing several of them. Uh, yeah. So, but it is an opportunity for positive growth as well. Uh, that's the problem, though. It's it's becoming more and more clear to me that we might well be able to reform certain things that are bloated, they're hidebound, they're years old regulations that just don't make any sense in the modern world. And we can chuck a lot of that. We can slim down our college system. It's it's inexcusable the current system and it, the expense of it and we've got a chance now i think I was talking to uh, buddy on o- the other hand there are people working as hard as they can to take it in the other direction at the same time yeah i was talking to a buddy of mine the other day he said this and this was four days ago and the world has changed in four days in all kinds of different ways but uh because he's still on a march 15th footing <laughs> yeah, exactly but um he was talking about, well, you know, one of the upsides of this is it's exposing all of these weak points in so many different things where, where people are going to get their acts together, hopefully. Yeah. And we were talking about this particular organization we're involved with, and he said, finding out, for instance, we don't have a phone list of everybody that's involved in this. In this. I mean, we go to contact people, and we don't have a list to contact everybody. Mm. For instance, I mean, and that goes all the way up to, you know, the very highest levels of any organization Oh, yeah, we weren't ready for this or that, or we don't have a way to do this. It's a stress test, yeah. I hope it's only that. We'll find out in a week or two. I hope it's not the sort of thing that kids are reading about in history books uh, 50 years from now. I hope. Right. Right. The most important number I came across in the last 24 hours should I bring to you coming up next because it changed my attitude toward this disease greatly. So that's on the way. And an encore presentation... The spring break, kids. <laughs> the mood lifter of the day. So delicious. So enjoyable. If you haven't heard of it, it's next. Armstrong and Getty. The 
government has declared them essential. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This virus ain't that serious. It's serious. It's more serious things out there like hunger and poverty, and we need to address yes, that. Trying to get drunk before everything closes. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just having, having a good time. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party, so it's kind of disappointing. So I'm trying to cut them some slack. They're the spring breakers that are being mocked nationwide. Um, I'm trying to give them the back of my hand. I'm trying to cut them some slack. If I was that age and there was a big party planned, I still would have gone. I know I would have. But I wouldn't have said any of those stupid things if I was asked on a microphone. I wouldn't have said any of those things. I would have said, the very nature of youth is to venture bravely into the experience, the new while pretending dangers are outside the door. I'm Joe Getty. Now, excuse me, I'm going to get drunk with, <laughs> with hot chicks if possible. <laughs> that would have been me if they'd interviewed me. I'm certainly not going to lay on the, there are bigger things to worry about, like poverty and climate change. You freaking woke dumbasses. Don't try to justify it. You know what the, the real answer is. This is a terrible idea, but look, the party was planned, the hot chicks are here, I'm here. I'm hoping it doesn't do any damage, but I'm going to get drunk and try to get laid. Or the hot dudes are here, whatever. Or both, who knows? You're weirdos, you freaks. Polyamorous drunks. Right. (laughs) Trying to get drunk before everything closes. Oh, that voice. That voice, it just, I swear to God, my heart, like, contracts. Well, you better be. not in the normal way. You better be hot. That's uh, that's rough right there. Well, yeah, keep, that's a long day right there. Keep pouring drinks down their throats. It'll get hot enough. I mean, <laughs> oh, you... Jesus. Hey, 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 I didn't invent what? beer goggles. What? I did, I, that wasn't my idea. <laughs> Don't condemn that is me. a terrible, terrible thing to say. It's the truth. So I just came across this thing where it said for a lot of the country, a lot of the country, I live in a county that's already locked down. Uh, unprecedented, never thought it could happen in America. I'm shocked. And an edict went out yesterday, stay at home, unless you're, you know, specific things. We are essential. We have that, Michael, the, this new liner that we got. I really like the sound of it. We, the Armstrong and Getty Show, are essential. That's correct. We, the government has declared them essential. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We actually get to drive around with pieces of paper that I, apparently I need to have in the car in case I get pulled over. Hey, what are you doing out? The government has declared them essential. Maybe I'll just play this. The Armstrong and Getty show. (laughs) I have a piece of paper that says I'm essential, which I find that shocking. But I've ordered a shiny badge emblazoned with those words, and I will be wearing it henceforth. (laughs) But anyway, I've crafted myself a uniform as well. uh, How how many parts of the country is this coming to and soon? Somebody um, uh, official, uh, I saw you ought to get what you need to get in the next couple of days because your ability to move around and get what you need next week might be gone. Yeah, although you can always go to grocery stores and pharmacies. Even Italy, which is locked down like a freaking prison. There are places, Russia's using facial recognition to bust people who go out on the street. Yeah, but you don't don't want to do that. You don't want to do that now. I can't imagine uh, in a week when there's really nowhere else anybody's going to be going. They're they're going to be terrible. If there's stuff you can buy ahead of time, I'd certainly want to get it now. But what I started to say was even in Italy, you can go to the the drugstore and the supermarket. Yeah, but you were not, I'm saying you're not going to want to be there. 
If there's anything oh, you can get oh. ahead of time, because it's going to be a disaster. Just crazy. What do you mean? People will be acting crazy. It's going to be packed full of people because it's the only place you can go. People coughing on you? Yeah, it just the whole thing would be well, nuts. You're, you're, you're sowing the seeds of panic. What are you doing? I'm It'll trying to be do, fine. I'm doing the opposite. The grocery buy store what you need, will be fine. Buy what you need now. Go next week. They're having a sale. <laughs> uh, but this is this is the number that got my attention yesterday. Kind of changed the way I look at this whole thing. I was under the impression that uh, if you're if you're super old, this is pretty dang dangerous, and it is. And I thought if I was not super old, I'm in pretty good shape. Well. The CDC released this data yesterday for ages 20 to 54. Bloom a life right there. That's your target audience if you're a radio or TV show. 20 to 54. Good morning. 40% of patients sick enough to be hospitalized were 20 to 54. Almost half Mm. of the people that have actually been hospitalized were between 20 and 54. And among those admitted to intensive care units, uh, half were under 65. Well, that is uh, counter to virtually everything we've all heard. Yeah, that's why it changed my view of this completely. And the idea that I'm going to get kind of a normal cold, okay, maybe it lapses into a flu, Eh, I'll be all right. Hospitalized? That sounds pretty awful for me, and not just for me and my family. I just, me being in the hospital or my wife being in the hospital while we're trying to deal with the kids at home and everything else, sounds horrific. Yeah, I've been sick, sick, and not been hospitalized. No. They, they they see you for an hour, they give you some drugs, etc. They send you home with more and tell you, you keep an eye on this. But they don't hospitalize you. 40% of the people <clears> hospitalized <throat> have been between 20 and 54. And that's that's young. I mean, you get up toward 54, you ain't young. But that that the lower, end, that lower end of that is young. Yeah. So that uh, that's a different way to look at this disease. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. you got to admire <laughs> his pluck yeah, exactly. and stupidity. At the end of the day... I'm not going to let it stop it f- me from partying because I've been planning this for two months. Way to throw in at the end of the day, son. I've been planning my 4OK for longer than you've been alive, and now it's worth nothing. Thanks to you, you damn generation, whatever this generation is. That like, it's really messing up with my spring break. Oh, I hate to hear your spring break's getting messed up with. What does she say? Say that. Play that again. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. It's really messing up with my spring break. But in her defense, she's drunk. Yeah, that's a good point. The other girl, not yet drunk, she just wants to get drunk before everything Kinda closes. Get drunk before everything closes. Well <laughs> that, that last, the second part of closes, which is that, 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 that one, I don't know how it sounds coming out of your car speaker, but play that again. That's hard Kinda on my get drunk before everything closes. Yeah, that oh. note right there. Oh, there's something about oh. it. Science physicists need to study what it is about that note. I actually almost do want, what is there something oh. there at the end of closes just makes my brain ache. Kind of get drunk oh, before no. everything closes. Yeah. No, don't do that anymore, <laughs> Michael. Stop playing that. He's just hit the window. That is That is close to the legendary brown note, which bassists uh, discuss um it's it's a note so low when it comes out of your amplifier it makes people lose control of their bowels okay that is near that's not a real thing <laughs> that's near you i think they're blowing it way out of proportion <laughs> you come and see my band um th- th- yeah that's that's close to the brown note there although that's it's different it's, that's a wet note it almost makes me pee my pants oh my gosh 
I feel like it's it's like a shot of adrenaline straight to the heart. I'm just like, ah! oh, all right, Michael. Seriously, don't do that anymore. Yeah, that's, that's audience that, abuse. That one is rough. Chimney. <laughs> so the pro, the headline is: We think we're a week or two behind Italy, and uh, but the, the as, again, as the great philosopher Robert Plant put it, there's still time to change the road you're on, and we're figuring out whether we got to the crossroads and we're able to take the the right turn in in time. Um, and whether we're going to see the explosion in cases or not, yeah, I uh, they've think... got they have uh, twenty five thousand twenty five hundred deaths right now. Um, but that's increasing by the hundreds oh, every single day. They had their worst day yet for deaths and cases yesterday. Yeah, they haven't peaked. So that is absolutely amazing. And I think if you've listened to the show for years, if you're new to the show, I'm not. I I, I downplay everything. That's, oh yeah, that's my thing. Oh yeah. Um, and. If we didn't get ahead of this curve, like if we're on the trajectory of Italy, we're going to look at today and think, man, those were the days. Those were the days when we were still joking around. Yep. Honestly. Yep. It's going to be gruesome. I hope we got ahead of it. I think we did. But uh, we'll know in a week or two. Another one of your headlines is that China says they have no new cases today, but China lies about everything. It could be the exact opposite. It could It could be nowhere near under control. Because they, they clearly have a full worldwide PR campaign going on to try to save their rep. There might be 50,000 people dying a week in their prison camps that don't exist. Remember that. They don't exist. They're not going to tell us that. Sure. They're concentration camps for minorities. America's the most racist country on earth. They have prison camps in China, you numbskulls. <laughs> 